Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One of the other hardest working men in the business is Matt Velasquez. You can find his work for the Journal Sentinel. Matt, thanks for joining us, man. How was your Christmas, buddy? Uh, yeah, glad to be with you guys. Uh, Christmas was good. Philly was uh, enjoyable. Maybe not for the Bucks, but I think it was a, it was a, it was a great crowd, great atmosphere. Um, you know, there was, uh, you know food and drinks to be had after, so, you know, life is good. Nice, that's all that matters. I wanted to ask you about that crowd and that atmosphere because yesterday, especially in the first half, that game felt like a playoff atmosphere, like an Eastern Conference Finals atmosphere. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, that place, you know, I think you forget uh, watching the Bucks at Pfizer Forum that Pfizer Forum isn't all that big uh, relative to other NBA arenas. And so when you get, you know, a, a sellout capacity crowd, it's about 18,000. You know, there they had over 21,000 people, uh, and they were all loud and into the game and, like, unified, and, like, they were, you know, they were very loud. And it was, it was wonderful. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, that's the kind of atmosphere that when you go to a game that you want um, and that you expect uh, from a, a Christmas Day, like, kind of rivalry game, and, and they certainly delivered. Hey, Matt, it's Stephanie Sutton. First of all, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. Yeah, uh, Brian and I were discussing, you know, we were watching the game yesterday, but we were also busy with our families and our lives. And every now and then my son would be like, oh, my gosh, Mom, they're down by 29. Uh, you were there. You were at the game. You saw every play. Just take us through what happened. Well, I mean, it was one of those days where the Bucks played about as bad uh, as, as you could expect from them uh, for at least the first half and, and definitely through the third quarter. Uh, while the Sixers, uh, they did a lot of things they don't normally do. Uh, they shot 44 threes and made 21 of them. That's, they tied a, a franchise high in three-pointers made. Uh, I think this season they were averaging like 29 three-point attempts a game. And I know that's something that the Bucks, uh defense kind of allows. Uh, they, they tend to let teams shoot more threes uh, while packing in the paint and really stopping teams there. But, you know, this, this was kind of one of those outlier games where, you know, teams got hot where the you know, guys got hot on the Sixers, and suddenly, you know, it was just a, an avalanche, and the Bucks had really no, no way of digging themselves out. And Giannis, too, he struggled. You know, he was 8-27 of from the floor. Every time he got inside, the, 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 the Sixers were being really physical with him. Um, you know, he wasn't getting foul calls. He wasn't able to finish at the rim the way he normally does. And, you know, it was just kind of a, a perfect storm of everything the Bucks couldn't have. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, the 29-point margin – at one point is what happened. Yeah, absolutely. And, Matt, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, especially with the uh, foul calls and with Giannis, because yesterday I don't think the officiating matters in that game because Philadelphia is not going to shoot like that on a regular basis. I mean, Tobias Harris hits five threes. Jason Richardson, it looked like it was 2008 again. He hits four of them. But, Giannis, I feel like what is it going to take for him to start getting some of these superstar calls? Do you have to go to the NBA Finals? Because, like, you go back to Michael Jordan's early years when he used to get bullied by the Detroit Pistons. It really took him until he won that first Finals or maybe second Finals before he started getting the Jordan rules where he was able to push off. But Giannis gets hit in the eyeball 
no, no foul call, so obviously he's a little upset, but when do you, what do you think it's going to take for him to start getting these calls? I mean, I don't even know if he's looking for superstar calls. I think right. he's looking for just, like, actual calls, yeah. like any call. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, he doesn't necessarily flop. Like, he doesn't really accentuate, um, you know, contact as often as he could. Uh, and he is so strong going to the hoop that, like, sometimes he gets hit. A lot of times he gets hit. And, you know, the refs just, it's hard to tell because it's happening so fast and it doesn't really stop the, the fluidity of his motion um, that, that it makes it tough. You know, and I think that, you know, you're right. Like, the, the officiating yesterday, like, it, it wasn't the, the thing that, that swung the game or changed the game. They were consistent, uh, letting it go both ways. They were letting the guys play, be really physical. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the, the book on, you know, what teams are going to try and do to Giannis when the Bucks can't uh, kind of return the favor in kind. Uh, then they're, they're going to be in trouble. I mean, but it wasn't like there was, a, you know, the, the egregious calls were only going one way. I mean, there were only 20 fouls called in the whole game. Only 23 free throws were shot, you know, by both teams. It's, it's something that, like, we wouldn't expect to see in a game that was that physical. Uh, but, you know, I, I think for Giannis, you just need to keep doing what he's doing. I think over time, the, the NBA's officials, uh, you know, they, they watch film. They, they see what's going on. And maybe I'm I'm expecting too much of them, but I think over the course of the season, I'm sure the Bucks are on them. I'm sure they're, you know, say hey, like look at this, look back at this, make sure you're, you're calling things things correctly for all our guys, especially Giannis. Um, and, and then over the course of time, maybe they'll get it. Maybe they'll they'll start to you know see the the physicality and, and the way that he's absorbing contact. Um, but maybe not. It might just be something that he and the Bucks have to deal with, and probably have been dealing with for a while. Matt Ryan just talked about it. Let's go through that one play where Giannis gets poked in the eye in the fourth quarter. I mean, everyone's still talking about that, even though the Bucks obviously at that point, it kind of the game was out of reach. But talk about the fact that happened. Nothing really, no calls were made. Giannis is pissed. He goes after the ref. He gets a technical. I mean, you don't usually see that from Giannis during a game. No, no. Usually he's pretty measured. And, you know, he'll talk to the refs and he'll, you know, have a kind of a conversation with them. But I think in that moment, just all the frustrations of the day uh, just bubbled up. I mean, getting poked in the eye, like, it sucks. Like, it yeah. really hurts. Um, it did know, look like it know. hurt. There's nothing yeah, worse, yeah. in my opinion. I hate getting poked in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you get hit in the head, like, that's one thing. Like, that's kind of, it happens. Um, but, like, getting, like, poked in the eye and, like, getting nothing to show for it. And then, you know, he's on the ground there, and he sees the other end where Al Horford gets fouled. But, oh, well, he gets fouled. Uh, but, you know, and he gets a call. But, you know, I just got, you know, poked in the eye you know, on, on a drive, and it was like, it, I think to him it probably felt like it was pretty obvious, um, you know, and, and nothing happens because of it. Um, and I, I think that at that point he just he just kind of lost it a little bit, and, you know, he went after Tony Brothers to tell him, you know, that was a foul, and, you know, he's like, look in my eye. Uh, and, and the eye didn't look good at all. I mean, you see him in, in the locker room afterwards, it's all red and swollen and, you know, kind of like watery, and uh, it, it's the kind of thing where, you know, I don't know if it could you know, be worse than just a poke. It could be something that, you know, maybe he had uh, something wrong, you know, with his eye. Maybe not major, but, you know, could it be something that affects but I like know, seeing his availability him for next game? It could. Fired up. Didn't you kind of like seeing him fired up? I mean, you never see Giannis that kind of crazy. Like, yeah, what? that angry. And he's not yelling at his own assistant coach that'll left him up, so that's kind of cool, too. 
when he does get that fired up. Matt, really yeah. quick. Hey, yesterday, so I'm watching that game, and I've been watching a lot of Philadelphia this year because I was really high on them. I actually liked the moves that they made in the offseason, but I just didn't think they had enough three-point shooting. Obviously, Tobias Harris probably not going to knock down five three-pointers. The way they shot yesterday, that was the most complete game they played all year. Do you see them being a huge matchup nightmare for the Bucs, or was that just one regular season game? I mean, they haven't played in Christmas in forever, so that crowd was pumped up. But the way they're able to defend Giannis with Al Horford, I thought that was a huge pickup for him. And when Joel Embiid plays the way that he played yesterday, like he's actually motivated, he's one of the top players in the league. Do you think they're a matchup nightmare for the Bucs? I mean, I think they're a really tough matchup. Uh, not necessarily a nightmare. I wouldn't go that far yet. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest. This is a team that we all thought was going to be, you know, the team the Bucs you know, would, would have to face in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, they, they might not be necessarily in that spot in the standings right now, but I expect over the course of the season that, that, that Philly will rise up uh, above the other contenders in the East, uh, and, and they and the Bucks will be 1-2 in some order going into the playoffs. And that's, that's what it's going to take. Like, if you want to go to the, the NBA Finals, I think for each of these teams, you know, the path leads through each other. Um, and, and Philly definitely has the size, the versatility, um, and even to some extent, the shooting. I mean, they, they haven't necessarily shot the ball a ton uh, from long range, but I think over the last you know few weeks, they have been shooting it fairly well, even yeah. though they don't use it very often. Um, so I think they have all those pieces uh, to be able to you know make things tough on the Bucks, um, and, and certainly um, put together games like we saw yesterday. It doesn't mean that'll always happen. I think that you know they're not always going to shoot that well as much as they might want to shoot. Uh, three-pointers, because that's what the Bucks defense has given them. Uh, they're always going to make basically 50% of them. Uh, Giannis, you know, he he is, he is had trouble yesterday, but in the past, uh, it's not like he has had a ton of trouble against the Sixers in the previous two games against them. Granted, they didn't have Al Horford, but the previous two games against them, he you know, scored 45 points more each time. Uh, you know, and then playing, playing Al Horford in the playoffs, I think we, we were able to kind of shake off the idea that he is a Giannis stopper. Uh, and that, that that kind of went away in the playoffs last year. So I, I think that I'm going to be interested to see how, how this matchup goes over the course of the season. They still meet three more times. It's not like they go from tomorrow or, or from yesterday's game straight to the playoffs. I mean, they have three more matchups with each other. Uh, so let's see how those go, and then we can kind of assess uh, where the state of the, you know, the matchup lies going into the playoffs. As you could imagine, even after 31 points yesterday, the fan base, uh, at least through my Twitter mentions, not happy with Chris Middleton. Do you think the Bucks are a piece away, or do you think at the deadline they need to get another guy that can maybe get his own bucket in the fourth quarter or could create his own shot? Or do you think this team is fine as is? I know it's early, it's just a one regular season game, but people, of course, freaking out about Chris Middleton uh, per usual. Yeah, that, that's just, just nonsense. Um, I I mean, I don't, it is. I don't, he had 31 points. Yeah, and I don't know who that guy is, like that you're you're trying to trade for that's going to do all those things. Right. Those are the guys that, that teams teams want and don't want to get get rid of. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Chris Middleton through three quarters, which you know you, you can cut out the fourth quarter stats if you want because it's okay. Like Sixers were had, had kind of given up, said, "Hey, let's just cruise to the end." Mm-hmm. And, but but if you just look at through the first three quarters, Chris Middleton was seven of fourteen from the floor uh, with eighteen points, and I think it was two of five on three. Like that's all really good. Like that's that's like you know definitely really I mean that's as good or better than what Tobias Harris was doing in that same amount of time. So if you want to tell me that you know Chris Middleton is not great because he's not as good as Tobias Harris, they both got like you know a, a ton of money last summer, then I would point you to that. But at the same time, like yesterday's game wasn't about 
you know, necessarily really anyone on the Bucks uh, playing poorly other than Giannis, and that's going to happen sometimes. You know, just yes, Giannis is is amazing, and he does incredible things night in and night out. But there are also some days you have to say, you know what, he didn't have it. Like when, when Giannis is eight of twenty-seven, you know what, Chris Middleton can't do on twenty-seven of those possessions. Take a shot because Giannis was taking the shot, and he can't score for Giannis. Mm-hmm. He, he just can't. He just can't make it happen. So you know, could he have done a little bit more? Sure, I think everybody could have. But I think a lot of the game had to do with the fact that Giannis just couldn't you know, find his way to, to get any shots to fall inside, outside. Uh, he was just having a hard time. And, you know, uh, I think if Chris Middleton scores five or ten more points in the first three quarters, it, it would, have been a, would have been an incredible game from him. But I don't know that it changes the whole dynamic of the, of the game. Hey, man, I know it's awesome. The Bucks again, back-to-back years, they're playing on Christmas Day. But I want to ask you, as a reporter, as a as a writer, what is it like for you? Have you already celebrated Christmas with your family? I mean, do you go you celebrate beforehand? Do you celebrate today? How do you work this out now that you've got to be on the road covering the Bucks on Christmas Day? Yeah, so last year I was able to take them with me on the trip, which uh, worked out really great. Uh, this year, since the Bucks had a uh, Saturday Sunday back to back, that means they never practice. You know, the day after back to back, so we used that Monday uh, to kind of have our own little Christmas celebration and. And, uh, and do things then because I flew out on Christmas Eve. Uh, though, you know, being in Philly, I, I totally forgot that a lot of places close early on Christmas Eve, yeah. which, makes it, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, but, I, I, you know, last year we were in New York, and we went out to a whole bunch of, like, Christmas-related places and, like, an ice rink and all that, and, like, nothing was closed. Uh, but then in Philly, as of, like, 4 or 5 o'clock, it was getting harder and harder to find places to eat. And I was like, oh, man, I, I waited too long for dinner. So, you know, I had to I had to figure that out. So that was a challenge. But other than that, you know, things have been okay. And now we uh, now I'm in the airport again, heading down to Atlanta for the Bucks game Friday. Nice, man. You get to live on the road. I, nothing better during the holiday season, right? Uh, thanks, Matt. Enjoy your holiday, man. Thanks for giving us some uh, time today. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to you guys too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's Matt Velasquez. Find his work at the Journal Sentinel. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, looking to buy, build, renovate or refinance in 2019, then look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.